Trevor, and on behalf of myself, Lauren and Leo, welcome to the Boo Crew Podcast, episode 280. This time around, you are joined by returning guest of the show, the incomparable Devin Sawa. The time of release, his brand new film, Black Friday, is now in theaters and is available on demand November 23rd. Devin talks about working with FX master Robert Kurtzman, co-stars Bruce Campbell, and Pan's Labyrinth's Ivana Baccaro, his fave moments from the set, and more. Also, dive into his twin roles on the new mega-hit horror TV series, Chucky, the experience of being part of a tremendous ensemble cast, and the magic behind working with the legendary killer doll. Plus, Devin teases his next horror project, Consumed. Camp outside before we open and get the best deal on episode 280 of the Boo Crew. Available on clearance now. Happy Black Friday. We love toys. We still on for pancakes tonight. Chris, you're on reg for the night. We're short staff. Wait up. I'm Emmett. You ever worked retail before? No. Well, there's no day more harmful to retail workers than this day. What do we love? Toys. Good job. Places, everyone. Three, two, go, baby. Go Black Friday. Thank you very much. Happy holidays. Oh, holy What the f- There is something wrong with the shoppers. Oh, we gotta do something. We're one hour into Black Friday, and we're escorting customers away from the store. No, 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 no! Turn of the Living Dead shirts. I don't know why, but I am. It feels fitting. How are you guys? It's amazing to see you, dude. How are you doing? I've missed you. I've missed you. Oh, we've <laughs> missed you. Been a, it's been a while. Like what? A month? <laughs> uh, you know what? It's been a year. And the amazing thing was, yeah, nothing, nothing you could. Yeah, it's almost a year to the day, right? Oh I think it was December of last year. Yeah. Did yeah. we talk Hunter yeah. Hunter? We did. We, yes. You didn't yeah. talk to me about Chucky? No, all this stuff was all that stuff was still brewing. You were like, I got some stuff oh I can't talk God. about. I love to. And that this was it. All right. Well, I, I'm on this show called Chucky. And I got this <laughs> I got this movie coming out this Friday about Black Friday. Hooped <laughs> <laughs> up on coffee and radio. <laughs> Here we yeah. go. All right, dude. So you know how it goes. We'll do an introduction and we'll get right off to it. Swearing is okay, all that good stuff. So just I, just, I just blew all my energy. That was we weren't recording. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're still rolling. We'll still roll. This all is right, a right, B roll. Right. This is B roll gold here. All right, okay. All right. Joining Bloody Disgusting's Boo Crew via the Speakeasy Studio is just one of the coolest actors whose talent and unforgettable approach and decisions continue to stay with us forever as defining moments in not only cinema history but in pop culture in a very unique way. It's a path he continues 
on to this day that is uniquely his from early roles in the timeless classic Little Giants or the film that introduced so many of us to the horror genre with Casper. Then came the award-winning Wild America and SLC Punk. He brought us an inspired performance in one of the best horror comedies of all time with Idle Hands and launched the groundbreaking Final Destination series. There's the multi-Emmy-nominated TV work in Nikita, ABC's three-time award-winning Somewhere Between and most recently delivering one of the most talked-about horror films in years with Hunter Hunter and twin roles in USA and Sci-Fi's monumentally successful new series, Chucky. And that's just in the past two years alone. At the center of all this work is an actor who always pulls us in. He has this wonderful instinct about him. It has served him throughout all of his performances. It is constantly demonstrated in what he chooses to even be a part of. He was there when music was changed forever with Eminem's breakout song and video. SLC Punk serves as a badge of honor for those who have seen it. And Chucky is currently breaking massive ground in horror and TV history, not only for its unflinching approach to the sinister storyline, but its wonderful representation and inclusion. His latest project teams him up with the iconic Bruce Campbell and an outstanding cast in a terrifying and fun adventure called Black Friday, a time of release in theaters November 19th and on demand November 23rd. We are honored to welcome returning guest, our fave, Devin Sawa. Guys, I I remember remember the last intro, you guys. I was like, how that intro was awesome. You just killed the last intro, you guys. That was like... I'm done. I, reti- I just retired. I'm done. I'm done, my man. Ladies and gentlemen, my you are on fire out there, man. How does it yeah. feel? How does it feel to be at this point in your career where you are not only being celebrated for all of your current work, but people hold such a massive reverence for this unbelievable catalog of cult classics that truly built who people are as people and inspired filmmakers and you continue to define tastes and defy expectations. Can you put that into words, how that feels like? I feel, I listen, I, you know, people always ask me like, oh, you, do you want to talk about Casper? I, I feel like, I feel very lucky that I've been doing this for so long. I mean, it's like that intro that I just, I'm, I feel very, very lucky. I feel super lucky. And, and um, I, I'm right now at a point where I got some really cool stuff coming out and, and uh, I, I would lie if I didn't feel, say that I feel like I'm on top of the world and, and seen, people seem to like it. And that's the most important thing. I mean, Hunter Hunter came out and, and we love that and, and Chucky and now Black Friday. And it's, it's, it's a good time to be me, I guess. It really is. sure is. And it's a good time to be a fan of your work, too. It's insane how many amazing projects are coming out with you, man. It's really, really Thanks, awesome. Uh, I appreciate it. Dude, so when we last talked, it was for Hunter Hunter. So none of this current stuff had been out yet. You were teasing it. You were really excited. I think you might have been just going into film. You might have been just starting to film Chucky or Black Friday, maybe both at the same time. So before we get into Black Friday, we'll just focus a little bit on Chucky first. So we're pretty much the same age. We grew up with child's play movies. This is a massive deal. So let's talk, Chucky, how the opportunity presented itself and your reaction to becoming a part of it. So I think, I don't know whether my agents and managers knew what I was going to say when they presented Chucky to me. First of all, I, I don't think people, a lot of people got it at first. Like, oh, they're doing a Chucky TV series. I What? You know, it didn't make a lot of sense to people, but I, as soon as I got it, I was like, oh my God, I got to do this. I, this is one of those movies when I was a kid, when I was, you know, 11, 12, 13 years old, that I would rush down to the video store and rent on and watch the tape on, re, on repeat. 
it's just it's it's iconic it's chucky and then to find out that uh it was twins these really bad dudes it was a no-brainer and don mancini's back and the one of the original uh, dolls is back and and it, and it was really smart and i got to read all he didn't let us read eight but we had to read all the seven episodes first and it was like oh my god this is so amazing and 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 current and 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 important and um it's not just i mean it's a show about a killer doll and that's what's great but it's, it's dealing with so many other things and it's so it's so really really it's like beautiful i don't know it's just a great thing to be a part of yeah it really is it's really resonating with everybody so going into that world as a fan of the franchise what surprised you about the fun things like the mechanics of working with the doll itself and what that experience and process is like I, it was, uh, first of all, we, we did use, uh, the only CGI we use in Chucky is to get rid of the puppeteers. Um, everything else is, is, you know, puppets and, you know, guys with arms and, 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 uh, eyebrows, there's different people doing different things. And, and I thought that was all great. It did take a little bit of work to get used to acting with the Chucky because, Chucky, there's a different Chucky for all sorts of different things. There's a Chucky with arms. There's a Chucky that, that has different mechanical parts to his face. Um, there's a lot of different Chucky's. And I did this one scene where I was wasted drunk with Chucky. And usually when, when you do a scene, you, 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 they say action to begin the same scene and the scene kind of progresses. So you, you get through the scene through that way. But Chucky had to, you know, we had to cut and the different Chucky would come in and then we'd reset the camera. So I had to do the scene line by line with Chucky. And that took, I mean, I, I got it now. I'm ready for season two, but it took a little work to get used to the, the, uh, the diva-ness of the Chucky doll. <laughs> That's <laughs> a great... I got it. I got it now. The Dom Mancini's watching. I, I'm ready for season two. Yes. Part of the Chucky yes. family. Yeah. And on, on you playing two characters on the show. How did that decision come about? It was part of the auditioning uh, process. They, they, uh, it was actually Don Mancini says this when you do an audition, you do a slate and you do it and then you do your audition. And Don Mancini says, I might've got the part off of my slate because I, I and I never do this, but I spent 15, 20 minutes just sitting there talking about the difference between the two twins and why this guy was hunched over and slouched. And he talked a little slower and he was broken and he lost his, and then the other guys, he's very successful in the business world and he stands straight up. And I wanted to make it different, you know, not just the beard and, and a, a suit. I wanted them to be, I wanted them to walk different and talk different and, and be different guys. Um, and, and then what the payoff was, I had this in the first episode, I had this scene where I'm sitting at the table, and I'm arguing with myself and then to do, so to do one character at a time and then have them splice it together. It was like, it was creatively rewarding. I, I just, it was like, Oh my God, I'm arguing with myself. This is great. <laughs> it was just fun. A lot of fun. It's what really drew me to the, to, I mean, Chucky drew me to it, but it was a bonus that I got to be these two, two characters. And also a bonus that these guys are based off of, of some of, some of Don's real life experiences and, and uh, not so fun that these guys are so toxic, but you know, it was important to tell. Do you guys ever like sit around the set and try to think of ways for Chucky to kill people? I feel like that's what I would sit and try to do. I don't. Don does. I think Don's silent sometimes, and I'm thinking, oh, gee, he's coming up with a kill right now. Why are you staring at me, Don? Why you, don't look at me like that, Don. Would you ever love to direct an episode yourself? I, I, I don't think I would. I think that this, this we've had, we had great directors, and we also had Don Mancini directing as well. Very, very seasoned directors. And uh, 
I think I would let, I think I would let these people come back and do what they do best. Um, I might, if I was going to start directing, I would, I would, you know, climb the ladder somewhere else. I would let, I'd let the pros handle the pro work on this show. It sounds like a very complicated, uh, choreographed dance actually to, to make this show come together for sure. Yeah. Well, I think one of the most magical things about the show is the young cast too. I think that we, it was hit or miss with this young cast. And I think Don went out and found a brilliant young cast of actual teenagers and um, they're, they're the nicest kids ever. And I'm, I'm just sitting back cause I was in, I was in the film business that day and I'm just sitting back. I want to see what they're going to be like on season three or season four. Like if they're all going to be showing up to set in Ferraris and like <laughs> with, with assistance and like, and like I will only drink Perrier. <laughs> Sweet young kids. Like as the show becomes more and more successful, I'm just like, hmm, you know, we'll see. We'll see. So we had, we had two separate crews on this, on this, the, the kids kind of all did school together because of, because of COVID, the kids kind of all did school together and they were kind of their bubble. And then we, and then the adults were kind of, we were our bubble, like we, we, because of COVID reasons and, and, and whatnot. So unfortunately we didn't spend a lot of time. I, I coincidentally, I'm going tonight to, to, to watch the episode with the cast and I'll see Barbara tonight and everything. But during the making, we didn't, I didn't get to know them as much as we, we would have on a regular on a regular uh, show. But, oh, that's uh, interesting. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it was made during the height of COVID, so you had to deal with all that kind of stuff. There's two members that I I wouldn't recognize on the street if I saw them. I never saw their face once. Uh, you know, we the the grips and electrics would come in and they would do their hard work and then they would leave and then we'd come in and we you know so we, there was different tiers and some fortune. We like I didn't even meet some of the people that I that, I, that did such an amazing job on the show. Yeah, it'll be a great homecoming if we get a season two, which I, I'm pretty sure we will. So, that yeah, that'll be outstanding. Bet it all on a season two. The Boo Crew will be right back. There are four billion people on Earth. 237 are scanners. They have the most terrifying powers ever created. And they are winning. Scanners. Their thoughts can kill. Scanners. Rated R. Under 17. Not admitted without parent. Moving on to Black Friday. So you were the very first person cast for this. So talk about being approached by Casey Thibault and what that felt like and how they wanted to build this movie around you, really, and Ken. Yeah. Uh, so I got the script. Uh, my, agency, my agency sent me the script and I read it. And uh, I instantly, because I, I, hadn't, I hadn't done comedy in a while since Slackers, and I instantly fell in love with the script. And so the first thing I do is, you know, I, I did the research on Casey Thibault. And he did, he did something called Black or uh, Happy Birthday. It's an independent movie, but it's really cool. And it's, and it's very flashy and it's very uh, like the comedy is exactly what needed the comedy on Black Friday to be like. Uh, and I thought the two fit so well. I saw this great script and Casey Tebow, uh, his, you know, happy birthday style. They just, they went together perfectly. And, uh, and, and so I instantly signed on and, and then it, it kind of went uh, quiet for a month or two well they did some shuffling around of people and um we got this great casting director that came on and a uh, new casting director that came on and uh 
you know, Ivana came on and, and then Ryan Lee and then, and then they, the great Bruce Campbell and, and Michael Jai White and all the pieces started feeling good. And it felt like, holy crap, we got some great chemistry here. And, you know, and uh, we all got on a plane and we, uh, we did what we did. And it was fun. Where did you guys film it? We shot it in Boston. We lived in Rhode Island. I don't know. They, they might have found a cheaper place to put us in Rhode Island. And so uh, we, we traveled from Rhode Island across the, the border into Boston, uh, into Massachusetts every day. And uh, uh, yeah, we shot Boston. And so I, I was fortunate to be able to get Boston cannolis and go home to Rhode Island every night. <laughs> <laughs> was it in an abandoned Toys R Us? Yeah, that's what I was going oh, to ask. Yeah, it's so funny because I, I think Casey Tebow uh, tweeted that somebody was complaining that oh, how easy it would be to just make a toy store in a studio. But we actually had Toys R Us with a loading bay and a, and a, and a, and a, uh, a lunchroom. And, and a, it was we had everything. It was all it was all in it. We just needed to load it with some toys and, and away we and start killing. It looks like Toys R Us. Like I would have bet it was the one in Los Feliz that went Yeah, that's what I thought it was. Yeah, the one because, yeah, they're all over the place. Empty yeah. Toys R Us is right. If, if you woke up in a toys in a Toys R Us, it could be in any state. And they're all exactly, all exactly the same. It was actually it was actually a baby's R Us, which is the same thing. It was you know you, you get it. it's, it's they look all the same. You growing up being such a massive fan of Bruce Campbell's work and the opportunity to work with him, did you have any say in him being cast? Were you part of the guys that said, "Oh, dude, it'd be amazing to have Bruce," or were you just kind of reacting to? Guess what? Bruce is coming on. That's exactly how it happened. It was, uh, there was no, there was no other person that was talked about for the role. He was there. Like all of a sudden it was like, Hey, uh, I think we, I think we got Bruce Campbell. We're going to find out tomorrow, but I think we got Bruce Campbell. I'm like, I'm just like, okay. And uh, one of the first things I had to do, I heard this old, my publicist back when I was a teenager, I used to, I hate doing talk shows. Like I didn't want to do them. I get so nervous. And, and so my publicist said, the first thing you should do is go out onto the stage and tell the person you're doing it, that you're nervous. That's get rid of, it gets rid of the nerve. So the first day I saw Bruce Campbell, I walked up to him and I said, I'm super nervous to meet you. And like, and, the, and then, and then I was, that got rid of the nerves. And then I told him how, how much of a big fan I was and how that he inspired, uh, uh, my work in idle hands. And, and, um, and yeah, and he's just, he's what you see is how you imagine Bruce Campbell would be is exactly how he is. It's just, he's just a big teddy bear, I, I suppose. Oh, did you get to ask him any evil dead stuff or did you kind of stay away from it? Were you like, I'm going to, I didn't want to, I didn't want to be, I didn't want to be, I, you know, you get, you, I don't know, maybe on, maybe by the time I did my second movie with Travolta, I, I, that's when, and I learned very quickly that Travolta likes to tell stories and we'll talk to you all day about it. I think if I work with Bruce again and that, that's when I'll hit him up with Hey, can you tell me about the dishes you broke over your head? Yeah. Or, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. whatever. <laughs> right. Black Friday has such a great, uh, such a fun ensemble cast and a great mix of comedy and horror gore. What was your favorite scene to shoot? Stephen Peck, uh, this this uh, young actor that came onto the film, he and I did this scene where we're fighting the 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 one of the main uh, I don't even know what to call them possessed shoppers aliens I don't know what they are uh, and uh, he rams into me with this inflatable unicorn and I remember just he improvised the whole thing and did it I remember just 
working so hard to keep it together and he's so damn talented and I, I've, I've been trying to find other stuff for him um i i think he's he's very special uh that was one of the, the the most fun i had and then just just being in a scene where you know michael jay white fires a line at you and then bruce campbell fires a line at you and 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 ryan it just it was just the whole thing was a, a, just a load of fun Take us to filming that scene with you and Bruce fighting with the uh, Buick parking zombie in the in the bathroom. You get smashed through a bathroom door. <laughs> yeah, it was a it was a rough day. It was a rough night. I had some bruises, but I think that I'm sure that was like that. Did you want to wear a black pad? I'm like, no, I want to feel everything. I'm an actor. I gotta feel this. Bruce Campbell is another one that's just you just love he does something he tries new stuff on every take and and I remember him doing some different stuff on that stuff and. Yeah, it's just I'm fighting evil. I'm fighting evil with Bruce Campbell. It's like, did you actually go through? Did your body go through that that door? Did they have a false door or, or was that a stunt double? How- it was like a drywall, fake wall. It was very easy to go through. And then you, you crash through it onto the pad and they, and they cut and that's gone. And you're up on a box and you're fighting this dude with this, you know, uh, Robert Kurtzman special effects makeup on. And- how was that working with Kurtzman yeah. stuff? Have you have you worked with Kurtzman before? No, but I was very familiar with his work. And actually, some of his guys came on to a, a movie I just did called Consumed. And uh, they brought their thing again, man. It was, it's like, you know, he, he's been in the game for a very long time. He's still doing stuff with Mike Flanagan. And, and uh, you know, he's, he's, uh, he's a star himself. He's, you know, you got Michael J. White, Bruce Campbell, and you got Robert Kurtzman. See, he fits. He's, he's on that level. He's really... He's, uh, he's exciting to work with. Yeah, it's, an, it's a totally an all-star team. Is it all what we're seeing, practical effect? There's amazing set pieces that you interact with. with like a giant cone of pink, I, I don't know, in that, in that one room uh, <laughs> near the end. There, there looks like there's, there's even miniature models going on. There's all sorts of stuff. Was it all practically done? There was some enhancements with CGI. Um, I believe the, the the big thing at the end, I won't give it away, but that's shot much in the style of the, uh, I mean, we, there was a lot of Stay Puff Marshmallow Man references in, in while we were shooting. Um, they shot that thing in front of a green screen and they shot us and the cameras and, and we tried to do as much old school. Um, and then we just digitally enhanced things here and there with, with, uh, with the CGI, make things look prettier, I suppose. Just put just face just to get rid of some wrinkles here and there you know yeah exactly yeah 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 <laughs> i got really excited when i saw chucky oh yeah in this film were you responsible for that it was so awesome i was I, i'm not i wasn't responsible for the idea but i was I, I take full credit for going to the i i had an end with uh with the with the chucky people at that point and, and uh I think uh, Casey Tebow, uh, I don't know how it came up, but he's like, hey, you know what would be cool? We're looking for something for this TV screen. And what if Chucky was on? I was like, oh, my God. And not only is it Chucky, it's also uh, uh, Summer Howell from Hunter Hunter. She is Chucky and Summer Howell. Oh, wow. So I didn't even realize. Double, yes. My daughter from Hunter Hunter and Chucky are in that scene. So it was a double kind of Easter egg uh, uh, put in there. Oh, that is so awesome. awesome. Made even more awesome now. Yes. What what kind of things do you find became opportunities in working and collaborating with a director who hadn't really done any action heavy pieces before? Did it was there opportunities to collaborate and work together to bring this vision to life in a fun way? 
Uh, Casey had a vision from the beginning. He, he really, it was kind of like a train. It just, it just kept going. You know what I mean? He knew what he wanted. He had a great, he had a great cinematography, had a great crew, had a great cast and train just kept going. You know what I mean? And so it felt good while we were doing it. And then what about the chemistry just with the general cast working with Ivana? Have you, were you a Pan's Labyrinth fan? Because it blew my mind to see. I didn't even, we didn't even recognize. Oh, it we're like, crazy. holy shit, it's a little girl oh, from yeah. Pan's Labyrinth. They, I think my agents had a lot to do with it. We have the same agency and um, she, I, I think she's going to break again. I think, you know, she had a run much like I did it when I, when it's, it's hard to make that transition from young actor to adult actor, even, even after 18, 19, 20, 21, but she's now getting into the you know late twenties where she's going to be the young lawyer, the young cop, the young this, the young that. And I think she's ready to have a real run. Um, she's very talented. Same with Ryan Lee. He's very talented. They, they, the casting director, both casting directors, the one that brought me on and the second one, they, they both brought in some phenomenal talent. We all just immediately hit it off and, and uh, kind of meshed well together. One of our favorite scenes is actually kind of like a really character building scene where you're all sitting around the break room having Thanksgiving dinner. Was that an important scene for you guys to kind of get together on and learn, uh, you know, learn that chemistry between each other? I learned that no one else was eating that turkey but me. They kept <laughs> turkey. And, and I, I, at the end of it, I was like, Where's, you guys are just, you guys are just pocketing the turkey. And I like gone through like eight pieces of this slimy lunch. <laughs> yeah, warm lunch. <laughs> only one refrigerator. Oh my God. Um, it was a nice, had that scene in the middle. Kudos to the writer for putting that scene in there in the middle of a, um, all this wackiness. He grounds us. We, we all send Casey for grounding us, putting us all in this kind of circle and, and letting us have this real, uh, this really grounded, these, these really grounded conversations about, you know, our past and why we're here. And, you know, it kind of, kind of breaks up the, the, we needed it, the film needed it. And it was good that Casey and the writer added that in there because it really is one of the best scenes in the movie. Did you stick to the script or were any lines improvised? I stick to the script. I don't know whether Bruce veered off a lot. Um, I, just because my, I, I, I did this movie called Slackers and I worked with arguably two of the great, two great comedians in, in Jason Siegel and Jason Schwartzman. And they don't stick to the script, but they're damn good at it. And at that point, I realized that comedy was like, maybe I, and I kind of veered from comedy at that point because these guys felt so ahead of the game. So I, I stick with the script and, and luckily Ken was a character that was, you know, he was, he was the, the straight man and, and I could stay to the script and it was, the lines were well written. And, and uh, I don't know whether Bruce veered off a lot. He, he, if he did, I didn't notice it was flawless. So, you know. And any plans of following it up with a sequel or anything? No, I don't think so. I think that if I uh, know uh, no plans right now, I mean, never say never, but uh, I think it'd be, I think the writer and the director, I mean, it's open. The door's definitely open, but uh, who knows? Who knows? Now it'd be cool to see uh, more stories in that universe, not necessarily taking place on black Friday, but it does certainly open up a lot of questions. It'd be fun to explore. They could go shoot it in Canada and call it Boxing Day. Right. <laughs> you know, exactly. I've been having to try and explain Boxing Day to Lauren forever. Yeah. The I characters cross the border into Canada and they got to deal with Black Friday again, but it's on Boxing Day. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. I just came up with a sequel. Yes. Yes. I happen to know a Canadian. And as we wrap up here, man, are there any directors working right now that, that you just love to get a chance to take a crack at with? 
I, I am trying my damnedest to get on a Flanagan project. Mike Flanagan, uh, his love of Stephen King, uh, the Hill House and Blee Manor and all these shows, man. I'm just such a super fan of his. I, I ran into him at the Saturn Awards. We talked a bit. We, yeah, that's what that's that. So if, if, if you see me on a Flanagan project in the next couple of years, uh, my, my, uh, wish came true. Oh, so, dude, that's it. That would yes. be an amazing universe Have to see. Have you watched Midnight Mass? I, I'm into it right now. I'm into it. I, I just did. Con- I just did the consume movie, and I and I'm into it. I've watched the first two episodes. So, so good. Oh, that's great, man. Oh, the first two. You, you got so much fun stuff to come, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so, can you talk about the new project that you ju- you just wrapped a little bit anyway to tease a little bit of it? Sure. Uh, it, it's basically about a uh, my, my character. It's the makers of, of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and, and my oh, character shit. is. Yeah, it's some of the makers. There's a lot of makers of Texas Master I've learned, but my character's out in the woods kidnapping hikers, killing them and rotting their bodies to feed to this monster. And I pick up a couple of hikers and it's just the three of us in this in this bunker. And it's kind of this, you know, it's got a very psychological, you know, my my guy is obviously, you know, almost like the Kurtz character in Apocalypse now. He's gone a little bit uh kooky and it's it's uh it's really co- it's a cool project. Oh, that's awesome, dude. We wow. cannot wait. And anything yes. else? Anything yeah. else coming down the pike that we should know about? Uh, I got uh, Gaston Alley, which is with Luke Wilson and Bruce Willis. That's coming out in the spring. Oh, shit. Uh, what? Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, what else? And then, of course, this coming out on Friday. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's so yeah. exciting, man. We're so stoked for you. And we can't wait for all this cool shit. And we can't wait to do this again, man. Yeah. Yes. That, but the, the next intro is going to be like two and a half hours long. <laughs> all right, Devin, man. Thank you, as always, for your time. It's appreciated so much. And thanks for making yes. cool shit, man. Hey, I appreciate you guys always talking to me. I love you guys. That was the Boo Crew Podcast, episode 280. Special thanks to our guest, Devin Sawa. Follow him at D.Sawa on Instagram and Devin E. Sawa on Twitter. And see Black Friday, a time of release in theaters now and on demand November 23rd. And the new series, Chucky, Tuesdays on Sci-Fi and USA. Production tracks provided by Power Man 5000. Till next time, it's the Boo Crew saying, sweet screams. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Boo Crew Podcast. Haunt the Boo Crew at TalesFromTheBooCrew.com. Tales from the Boo Crew on Facebook and Instagram. Follow us on Twitter at TalesFromTheBoo. The Boo Crew is Lauren and Trevor Shand. And Leone D'Antonio. The Boo Crew is produced by Lauren Shand. Chopped and sliced by Trevor Shand. The Boo Crew is a TSP creation. Part of the Bloody Disgusting Podcast Network. Bye. A bloody disgusting podcast network. Home of the Boo Crew. For horror-centric interviews. SCP archives. Weekly full cast storytelling. Horror queers. Genre commentary from an LGBTQ perspective. And creepy. For disturbing and terrifying creepypastas. Listen free wherever you stream audio and at bloodydisgusting.com slash podcasts.